Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Hi, guys. It's Kune Campbell of the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Welcome to the show. I hope you're doing well. And today's episode, I'm just going to jump right into it. It's all about creating happiness. Right. You're asking me what's with creating happiness. Well, I was giving it some thoughts, um, some a few days ago and the core, the core thing, the, 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 the core reason you're in business, if you own a business or the core reason, if you're in marketing, if you're doing marketing for, for the e-commerce business is you want to change, right? The situation of a market, of people in a market with your products in a positive way, right? And when you fine-tune, when you look at it in, in the simplest form, the way you want to change or impact a positive experience in, in their lives through your products is, at the end of the day, going to make them happy. The The, the final goal the final emotional goal state is to make them happy when your product comes in the post right at their door and they open it, they unbox it, or um, when they, you know, use your product, they're always remembered or they always, it always reminds them of what they used to be and where they are now. So in, in essence, what I'm trying to say is your product pretty much is get towards trans- transforming the life of people who use your product or products. Okay. So they would, the reason they buy your products in the first place is for either a need or a want, right? And I'm going to talk about needs and wants in, in other um, episodes. So they are in a situation where they are in need to solve a problem or they're in need to sort of, um, um, I'd say, tackle uh, an emotional you know state so it could be they're feeling insecure it could be they need some social status or it could be you know they they want to they're, they're greedy it could be a need for pride they're trying to fulfill an emotional need by buying a product okay let, let me give you an analogy of a car right okay so and the low, let's just use um, standard silent cars as an example. So at the low end of the scale, I could buy a Skoda, right? Skoda is cheap and cheerful. And 
the reason I, I could buy a scooter is because, you know, I had an old, you know, rickety car in the past or I needed changing or I didn't even have a car, you know, in the, in the first place. So I buy this car because one, I can afford it and it's still relatively, you know, good quality. So the moment I get the car and I'm able to do the things I couldn't do, it triggers happiness. Now, whether or not that happiness will be, well, long lived is 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 another kettle of fish because once we can sort of sell that happiness in advertising upfront, the transformation in your advertising and your promise and your web content upfront, then you would trigger a conversion. You know, eventually, you, and the 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 brands that actually succeed, you know, in well, in every market are the brands that manage to convince the the market on happiness and on, on happiness and getting happiness in a very very more more convincingly as compared to competition from a marketing standpoint. So looking at that stand you know standpoint where, where we're looking at cars, um the next thing you know up the line would be something you know relatively luxurious like maybe an Audi or a BMW. And then you know your your your, your happiness the, the happiness you're trying to trigger in that that kind of market with the market that desires you know slightly luxurious cars would be more or less you know, um, based on luxury and comfort, right? So they're slightly more comfortable. They could obviously afford other cheaper cars, but, you know, they're thinking about status here. They're thinking about, you know, how can I, you know, be, how can I look good sometimes? How can I get a the ultimate driving experience? You know, sometimes about that experience, you know, what BMW have done. And um, they not only, BMW not only talks about the ultimate driving experience it also gives you the ultimate driving experience if that makes sense you know the um the way the dashboards are laid out the the way you know the seats are you know done it really depends where the gears are everything is kind of like you know done towards that you know experience that, that driving experience and then you could go to the really high end of the scale where you're driving Porsches or maseratis and, and you know right there it's it's just down to luxury and image right how you well, how, how you want the public or your friends to, to perceive you, you know, so, so it's a pride or showing, you know, your, your, your achievements, your success, but let's put all of that aside, all the emotional needs and let's look at the outcome. So if you look at it, look at it from a mathematical standpoint where, you know, at the initial stage from a customer standpoint, they're looking at, you know, they, they have emotions they want to fulfill and that's why they want to go shopping, right? The outcome if you deliver on those emotional needs as a producer is you give the customers happiness, right? Whether or not those the happiness is long-lived or short-lived is another kettle of fish, right? Key thing as e-commerce marketers, as e-commerce product entrepreneurs is we should gear our entire energy on creating customer happiness. And, and then... I got a, a sort of light bulb moment where I was like, oh, geez, Tony Shea's book is delivering happiness. And I'm like, wow, bang. And, and really, 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 really important that, um, you know, happiness also is your obligation. You need to think about it as your duty and obligation to deliver happiness, right? Not only to customers, but also to your employees. The employees actually put everything together, your suppliers, right? You know, um, your financiers, you know, and then you know, ultimately, with the with the ultimate you know um, objective of delivering happiness to your you know customers. I'll give you another example. I'll give you two examples. One is from very very old or early 
advertising and psychology expert called Walter Dill Scott, who was commenting on, I think it was Procter and Gamble's um, soap, ivory soap, you know, advertisement. And he was like, you know, um, I don't think the way you know Procter and Gamble actually advertised, you know, their the, the soap was pretty much a, a luxury. It was an experience. It was elegant. It was spotless elegant. I'll just rephrase it. These advertisements have created an atmosphere and which I think of ivory soap, a halo of spotless elegance that envelopes it. And I do not think it of it as merely a prosaic chunk of fat and alkali. I actually enjoy using ivory soap more than I would if the soap had not been thus advertised. And, and that just sums it up because advertising or your copy in general, whether it's your product copy, your visuals on your website and social, wherever, multi-channel sites, like marketplaces and stuff like that. The, 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 the vision, you know, the, the, the delivery of that happiness should be communicated in your copy, both visual and text. Okay. So that, that's a really, really interesting, you know, um, example from Walter Dill Scott. Um, you, you should check it out. And also, there was another example. If I, you don't, you, you like this one. It was um, in the 1920s. Um, it was a beer. Um, I think it was called Schiltz beer. Schiltz beer. So at the time, um, there were like ten brewing, you know, companies in in competition with which which um, Swills at the time, which Schiltz at the time, and I think they were like you know number five or number six in the market. And they were really scratching their head as to how can we sort of, you know, become, you know, top three, right, in, in the market. So, so they hired a marketing consultant and he, he started to tour their facility and he was asking them questions. And all of a sudden, you know, he was, he was impressed when, when, when he heard that, you know, they had conducted like thousands of experiments, like 1,600 experiments over five years to, to, to identify the finest yeast that could produce the, you know, the richest flavor and that, you know, water had been distilled to 5,000 degrees, you know, to, to make the perfect brew. And um, the bottles were really sterilized to 1,600 degrees, you know, all that, all that detail. And he went into the painstaking, he, he got into the detail of the painstaking, you know, brewing process and fascinated, you know, the, the marketing man, the marketing consultant and what he did was he took all of that process? No one was talking about, you know, the the the, the intricate details of, of brewing, and he brought it to the fore in the advertising, and you know, and and that was the USP, right? The unique selling point, the the painstaking attention to detail used to crafting that beer, and you know, within was it like a year or so, they became six months actually, within six months, yeah. The Schultz beer became from uh, moved on from number eight, right, in the market through to number one, right. So it is so important. I'm I'm just trying to say. So think about it from the perspective of the the individual in the market that you're talking to, and um, what you're you, you know you're trying to say. Obviously, it's 
quite cliche now in terms of you know um, the whole crafting of beer craft beer you know in general it's it, it's it's quite predominant now you know a, a lot of people expect that you know lots of brands are putting a lot a lot more attention into a lot more detail into um describing the the process of you know of, of the production but just think about it from the point of view of the consumer at the time at the time everybody was advertising just um with the phrase pure beer you know, in the market. And one player in the market now says, we're not just pure beer. We painstakingly do this. We we we, we distill, you know, the water at 5,000 degrees. We run thousands of experiments and um, we, we make sure your bottles are sterilized. We, we put that bit, that much bit attention into it. So that is persuasive. And that would say, wow, this guy's put in um, a lot of detail into the beer. So I'm going to get a lot more quality out of the beer. So it's worth paying you know, money to, to experience this happiness. So I'll just end to say that focus, you, you are in the business of creating happiness, right? And it's left to you in your unique selling point, your USP, to deliver how happiness will be achieved after the consumption of your product. Regardless whether it's an edible product or a stable product or you know an electronic product, whatever product you sell, right? You need to communicate the utility or the happiness right? Well up front in comparison to the market, you need to look at the marketplace to see what's out there and deliver the most compelling pitch, more or less, as to why your product, right, delivers the highest utility. And that would match certain emotional needs. And the five core emotional needs people tend to have, that need fulfilling and they feel that you know in this in this age of consumerism and materialism they feel that products will you know fulfill when they purchase it could be fear one guilt pride grid and love okay and those need to be fulfilled by products with the end goal being happiness being yeah content happiness for a short time because we're all human I shall leave you with those thoughts until the next show. Do have a fantastic one. Bye-bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XECommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.